Okay. All right, so uh, I'm, are you ready to go? Oh yeah, I'm ready to go. Thanks for having me on, Matt. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for co-creating and sharing these conversations. Uh, this is Matt Reddy and from the Beyond Humanity uh, podcast, webcast, and uh, it's day four or five post-alien disclosure, and I'm back with Doro Kylie, the creation <laughs> coach uh, that I've known for many years to continue just debriefing, uh, you know, whatever's going on that's of interest in the world, <laughs> and I think aliens might come up. Uh, so how are you doing today, Doro? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm really doing great. Um, I'm enjoying this format. You know, I'm starting to uh, plug into a few formats that are just people, you know, just us guys out here in the world. And we sort of match up like minds and and have these great discussions. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really liking this format uh, and participating. So yeah, doing well, doing well. Excellent. Yeah, I, I you had been telling me about the a conversation you were is it all right if we say the name of it the propagate the light yeah yeah this light propagate this light not the light this okay. light um yeah we're starting to have uh monday evening uh discussion panels it's it's pretty interesting so yeah, yeah i i listened to the first maybe half hour of i think the last one and it was a lot of talk about quantum physics and if that's the right one um and you were talking, you were there and there were, it was, it was, it was, it was all about simulation theory, tons about uh, exploring how this could be a simulation and, and different things that could mean. And you right. were talking about co-creating, which yeah. is, uh, was really like, um, I thought was really a beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, part of the conversation. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's, um, it's a beautiful time to be alive because science and spirituality are really starting to come together and uh it's validating a lot and it seems that what we put our attention on with whatever our intention is has a tremendous effect on our reality um and so it kind of makes it clear that what we're thinking about and how we are feeling about it is is um is really manipulating the fabric of reality uh and, and so you know all of these sort of edge um teachings about you know uh, we creating our own own reality are are being validated so um mm -hmm. yeah interesting Good yeah stuff. it it reminds me of kind of how I've been approaching uh, my life because uh, it, it's like I've been sort of just thinking about utopia like how could we what would utopia on earth look like for humans if we had a world without oppression and I've just sort of for years been trying to imagine and and just see what that could look like so that it, and maybe part of that is just if you imagine something maybe then you can start to see a pathway between this world and that world you know it's like, oh, how do we it's, get from where we are to there? It, yeah, that's the question, right? And the imagination is <laughs> is extremely powerful. Um, and so, I, uh, again, if, if you can come up with something that you're putting, you want to put your attention on, and whatever energy you're bringing to that attention is is um, is just creating everything, everything we, we perceive. It's right in front of us. Now, there's a beautiful concept that it, the farther out, it's not a concept, it's a, it's a scientific reality. The farther out into space you look, the farther back in time you are looking. Uh, that's how science works, uh, as astrology or astronomy. Um, so if we see something, this is what's so beautiful about the, the Hubble telescope and James Webb and all, is we're seeing farther, farther, farther back in time. Um, so everything we are perceiving is the past. Now, it's hard for our mind to get sort of conceptualize this idea, but even, even 
the the computer that we're talking at or the the desk we're sitting at or the chair these are past and because because everything outside of us is past so that that brings up a good question it's like if if everything is actually a reflection of our past then where is it coming from and and it's kind of spewing out of this point of existence uh, that we can't see, but it's like a fountain. Everything keeps flowing. Um, and where is it coming from? So that that was a <laughs> that's this is where science and, and um, spirituality are coming together. It's just yeah, amazing. You you said I, you actually I remember you saying uh, a similar thought during the quantum uh, mechanics simulation theory discussion on on that other show and it totally totally exploded some pathways in my brain um because i if can i just if my if i can just sort of dissect what you were saying about the time yeah. uh because it's a it just like painted this beautiful physics picture in my mind uh because what you said is absolutely true like 10 feet away if, if we see something, the photons from it are traveling at the speed of light to our eyes. So you have that delay already putting it yeah. into the past. And if they're further away, it's further in the past, the information we're getting. But if you keep, well, I guess, and if you turn that around into your brain, that photon, the information about the past is traveling through your eye, through uh, you know chemical signals, so at some point getting into your brain and there's information going in there and it's, you know, the closer you get into the brain, the shorter amount of time there is between the information and uh, wherever it's going. But we exist somewhere at the end point of that information. And at some point, the information from that photon from that rock 10 feet away from us transforms from data from outside the world to data we are creating and sending back out into the world about that rock. And somewhere between those two points, we exist. And in, but it, and it, we keep going closer and closer to that point. At some point, you hit the present moment where we exist. And I, I don't have anything beyond that, except that got my, has my brain oh, really thinking about right. where <laughs> You took it all the way to the end. Yeah, we are the, the final product. Um, we are we are experiencing now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, I, I mean, but in that now, it's not it's not the past anymore. It's not the future. It is the exact present, which we don't like. It's like anything we're getting from someone talking to us is always in the past. You know, their voices are coming from you know far away, but the voices that are us in our brain could be in the present I mean those could be really close to the present moment I agree I agree but where is it all coming from that's the beautiful question and and that's why I mean it kind of leads into some some you know it's all one right feelings and and cliche remarks but it really is deep to ponder where where is this coming from for all of us we're experiencing all of this stuff where is it coming from and i i i think it's just this reservoir of creative potential kind of spewing out from this moment this second right right now <laughs> um mm. it's fascinating we are we are spewers of creative potential <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little hard to find the right words, but no, I, like fountains of creative potential might be yeah. more poetic. Um, yeah, but yeah, which uh, which actually makes it so important um, to monitor where we're putting our attention and what our attention is intended upon. You see what I'm saying? It's like, what is our intention when we pay attention to something? Because that's what's doing it. That's cre- that's how we are co-creating. And the more everybody puts attention on something and that something is is uh, causing a popular reaction, that can actually manifest. The more people believe it, the the more real it becomes, if you will. Yeah. 
gosh, it's so, it, I don't know, but the stakes in the world are so high right now with uh, the amount of distrust that is going to be created with this alien disclosure process and the amount of uh, uh, fear people, are, I think, might might have as their worldviews start to radically change. I think it becomes incredibly important for every human just to step back and say, what is what do I want on earth? What do I want in the world? And and not worry so much about like their uh <clears throat> how angry they might be about conflicts or resources or honesty and and the past. How much I think people might have a lot of anger about the past, but we all need to sort of shift our attention to the future. What do we want? Oh, wow. Yeah. And and we have to be careful because a lot of what, what's out there is scary, right? Now, whether that's, you know, being imposed or is actual, you know, real perception, who, who knows? But it, it's resonating as fear. And, and that causes us to turn and pay attention. Uh, that's kind of built into the system, right? We are mammals. We, we, you know, if something is scary, it's threatening our survival. We have to pay attention. Um, so right now, people are tending to, uh, it's a downward spiral. I, I don't want to make more fear, but you turn on the TV, you get scared, and that fear makes you want to watch more and see how many people are corroborating and agreeing and, and the more you pick up on that wave, um, you become a part of it, yeah. whatever it is. And fear um, right now is takes us into a into a level of expression that is not really able to um, access our whole brain. <laughs> yeah. We kind of goes, you know, we sink into this survival mode and lose our creativity, our rationality, and we just go into reflex rather than response. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we have to be careful about where we are putting our attention. And if we are putting our attention on scary stuff on the news or whatever, pay attention to how you're feeling because you can recognize you can watch this is called developing the witness you can watch how you're reacting uh sort of turn your awareness inward see how your body's responding to this it might be you know it might be tightening up it might shiver um and uh and that's good information to have because then you can begin to um work with that and, and overcome fear actually is is a good goal <laughs> hmm. and let go because yes okay our bodies might be threatened and we might get killed and but i uh, i tend more and more to come from a place where that's a big change but it's not the end and i know that that kind of goes deep well, you know, just you mentioning the witness uh, in relation to what we were just talking about with, uh, you know, everything we hear is in the past further and further. And we were tracing that line, you know, back to the present moment and where we exist. It made me think, OK, the witness, which side of that is the witness, the dot where the information coming in turns around and becomes our co-created uh, response to the universe? Or is the witness something standing next to the point? And, or is the witness the doorkeeper of the information coming in? Is the witness, by definition, the last line before your, I don't know, whatever your conscious entity is, is the witness at the door letting the information in and is just trying to keep the door open, let the all the sensations or whatever is in the present moment come in and try to be not get attached to chase any of them down to any like agendas or plans. Okay, or... I think what I hear you say is where where do we stop and where does the story begin? And that might be off the mark. Let me know. Is that sound what kind like where are we really in relationship to this unfolding? Well, it's just that witness. I, I've been taught I've been taught in meditation to uh, you know that it's very easy. I, I okay. I, uh, a philosophy teacher in college, University of Maryland, College Park, Maryland, College Park, Professor Raymond Martin, he said that 
you know, in a philosophy class, he said this, he was a Buddhist and practiced a lot of meditation, or at least he, he practiced a lot. I don't know if he would call himself a Buddhist. I don't want to, you know, label a philosophy professor, something that they're not, mm. but, but he talked about uh, that you can just create, you can start practicing observing what happens. And you, he said, you create this witness and I've never really fully understood it. And, and, it, but you know, it's this, uh, but during this conversation, just the idea of the witness and where is like, what is, what really is that witness? Cause I understand the concept better, but is it us? Are we the witness or is it a little bit different than who we are? It is, it is a shift in perspective and it's kind of what I think is when, you know, I, it was in the Bible where Jesus said, you know, you become uh, of the world. Uh, no, you are in the world, but not of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a little shift in perspective where you're watching yourself in the world, but you're not of the world. Um, you know, in psychology, they might call it disassociation and it can happen, I think, through trauma. Um, but but this is what actually uh, Buddhism and, and that kind of meditation is, is designed for, is to help us become a witness to our unfolding. Um, and it's hard to, it, it can, there, there is a little place there where it gets confusing because what are you witnessing? Are you witnessing all your creative stories? Are you witnessing your imagination? And I would say, yes, you can witness everything, uh, including stories and imagination, but but only outside of that. And, and I know that's that's hard to the, the, the best place to begin is right now uh, and starting with the senses. Um, what do you feel? What you know, can you feel your shoes uh, around your foot? Can you feel your hands on your lap or holding a pencil or uh, so what what's the temperature where and so there's that sense there's the seeing obviously what do you see do you see shapes without labeling I mean you will label anyway but also notice the shapes the colors uh, the, the shades um, and and so that's the eyes and and so on and so forth with all the senses that's mindfulness in a nutshell it's just being now being aware that something's happening the sound is a great one is one of my favorites so Listen. if you're in that state do i my big curiosity about mindfulness and why i even wrote the book i did revolutionary mindfulness was to like connect what i was struggling with about meditation and learning the lessons about um being still but still having uh, but in addition to that you know i also i felt this uh need for activism on earth and uh wanting to be an activist uh is a very like I, well i i found that i used meditation as a place to get myself still enough that i could see what do i really want in the world and then I, I used it as almost a launching point for creative action in the world. Um, and so I've always wondered if, what is the relationship for any human, if they learn to be in the present, uh, can, does that still translate into, if you're looking at, at, at influencing how the world evolves at all, or is it just to sort of like let it all flow around you and not really care? too much yeah, this is a really good question because really uh when you look I, I like to compare this i make to 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 compare it to science and everything but outside yourself is is already past which means everything you're doing out there and everything you're even saying out there is not nearly as important as who you are where are you coming from what's your intention where is your attention, but what is your intention? And, and that's why it's so hard because a lot of people mean well in activism. And so they create a plan and they, and it's all, you know, going to happen. And, 
but they're very driven to make things change out there. And the point is, where are they coming from? Where does that drive come from? Is it fear? Is it anger? Because those don't help. Um, those, those actually can um, uh, augment what's out there. Uh, if you're looking at something scary and you're paying attention, it's going to augment it. Um, so, so who you are is, is the key here. Uh, and, and I'm constantly, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect, right? I'm always working on this. How do we raise our energy? Now, one of the beautiful things um, that I, I like about this, and it goes well with the age of Aquarius, right, is music. Music is the bridge. That, and many, many teachings about music can be the bridge. Um, and how do we approach it logically? I, I think we just have to be aware of what we're doing and, and just understand that we're feeding it, whatever it is. Wow. So that, that totally reminds me um, when you, when you said act uh, not out of, well, you said, are you acting out of fear or anger? Because that is a, a great, just like just that, you know, if you thought of every action you did, are you acting out of fear or anger? If you just like said, hey, I'm not going to just, I'm going to use those. I'm going to set aside things that fear and anger are trying to put me, ask me to do. Just that could, I think, could change, you know, a person's life if they always did that. Uh, yeah. But then, yeah. I, I mean, and so then I had sort of like a, um, so, but then, so you're sitting there. Oh, okay. This is where it bridged for me. Because I struggle not about fear and anger. I struggle when I look at all the options in life. I see, okay, what's the easiest path? And I sort of, part of me wants to go that way. And then part of me, then I go, what's the most enjoyable path for me? And it's like, and so my brain sort of like lends towards this hedonistic, what's the enjoyable, easy path? But you find very quickly in life, if you just ignore what's easy, ignore what's fun, ignore what fear and pain want you to do. If you got to like get your brain to just really think about life as this, like you're trying to flourish as a being and you're trying to help the world flourish. What path does that open up for you? And often that path is extremely difficult or painful or something. Mostly it's painful, like dipping into icy cold water every morning. Yeah. Beautiful, healthy path, but extremely painful. And so that's where I struggle because I don't want to do it. But I know when I do do it, I feel great. And it, like, it, it makes my whole day better. Um, wow, that's a really great question. Um, this, this is what I believe. I believe that we're here for the experience. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. Yeah, there's good guys and bad guys. Uh, but, you, you, you know, what else is there? If you don't have left and right, if you don't have a uh, a, 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 an up and a down you don't have anything so we are all here for the experience so that's that's what i think that that we're here for um and where you put your attention we're basically here i think to learn how to guide this attention this and manipulate it and i and i think i think hollywood is pretty good at it uh, there how do you manipulate where you're going um it, and and you yeah, I, I I may have lost the key of your question there, but uh, that that's no, I'm with you. It's uh, and let's loop this. Why don't we go ahead and loop this back to where we are in the news cycle today with alien disclosure, because um, you know the world is uh, transforming right now, and uh, it's sort of a time of thinking about what do what do we want in the world. So are, are you ready? To, do you want to? Oh, I am so ready to jump on that one. You, you want to yeah. hear it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you now, want to go ahead and go? Yeah. I just want to get it out of me because it's so exciting. Uh, this came to me in a deep meditation that what's happening and has been happening over the past, say, 30, 40 years, obviously, with all the technology, is that, that um, I do believe aliens are back. I do believe that, well, they probably never left, but they're back. They've been back for, for a number of years and they're manipulating uh, to see to see how we're doing. And, uh, you know, I don't want to just jump into this too much if, if you're not ready to. But I'm I ready. Think, Go for it. I think we're being uh, sorted. We're, we're being sort of filtered out. 
and I don't want to say out. I mean, like we're being categorized. Nothing is being lost. Um, nothing is ever lost. But I think what's happening is we're being observed and and categorized by our vibration. Now that, I mean, I want to almost relate that to the chakras. Where are we vibrating? Who are we? Because that, that tells us who we are is how we're vibrating. Um, and I think we're just kind of being put into categories to determine, because I think we are a hybrid race and they're back to, <laughs> to see how their little project is going. Mm. And I don't know their their goals. I think they they're I think what they really want is to create a highly conscious, uh, spiritually aware to the point where we can create our own reality without too much, you know, it's almost like we're hatching. <laughs> and uh, and we have to learn how to create our own reality. I think that's what they they want. Mm. And they're they're just checking us to see if we're ready for that. So all right, so let's start with the premise, aliens are real and they are here, because I agree with you, and I feel like the world is going to catch up with that that one premise very quickly. Um, let's just start with that. If aliens yeah. are real and here, uh, one thing that sort of hit me recently is um, I have to think about them like I think about, say, a foreign nation, in that no, ma no, no matter what the government of the foreign nation is doing from my perspective, you know, a nation of aliens is like a nation of humans. It's going to be diverse. There's going to be good, wise, and bad actors mixed into it, I assume. And so even if, um, so I guess there's, it, it's almost like the United States. You know, if I, if I look at the United States from a perspective of another country, I can understand other countries seeing us as uh, an evil empire, and I'm sitting here a part of it, an elected official in it, uh, but I don't identify with what the United States is doing in these other countries. I don't own it. I don't, any more than I agree with what the United States did 10 years ago or 50 years ago, you know, the aliens are a diverse group of uh, people or beings, and I'm hoping that a part of them um yeah i mean i hope the majority it'd be nice i hope the majority i hope they as a collective are working together in a wise enlightened way in their relationship with us boy like that. <laughs> yeah uh it, it, yeah um it's so hard to know what's going on that looking for it outside of us is is um extremely confusing um look you know checking all the wet you know the the news channels and the left and the right and the you know what's going on in the financial it, it's all very confusing i mean i kind of think i see what's happening um but the fear you have to let it go you, you just have to let it go because because it's it's not going to do anything except blow air into it um blow it up um well, so we the review? question is excuse me I was thinking we should we could review what has happened. Um, what's the latest on the the, uh, the disclosure? Um, what we've heard, if you want, but I didn't. Sure. Mean yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm curious. You're. I know you're following it a lot closer than I am, but yeah, let's let's go ahead with that. Uh, well, it's just we still haven't had the full one hour interview by David Grush. It's coming out Sunday. Um, to and I think we'll get more details. But basically, what has come out so far is he revealed that the U.S. had um, a secret program hiding uh, advanced alien technology that he was confident was non-human technology. Several other intelligence officials have confirmed that his story, and he just released a uh, interview in Italy, or not Italy, an interview in, uh, to a Paris journalist where he said that the uh, he would only mention one incident. It was from actually 1933, before Roswell, a uh, flying, a bell-shaped flying saucer crashed in Italy. Mussolini had it, and uh, eventually it was transferred to the United States possession. Uh, so that story is in uh, is being dug into um, as well. So this is. Uh, let me see. Was there any other major? Uh... Everyone is still buying this. 
the crash retrieval program story, even though it's, uh, I think it's, that's a weird story. Um, I think it's more likely it's just an exchange of alien technology with uh, the US willingly based on a treaty. I don't think, I think they're hiding it under this mist of crash retrievals, but the it's still being reported and discussed on the media, like a crash retrieval program. <laughs> Hearings are gonna be scheduled. And, um, and then there's a bizarre incident um, um, I don't even know if I should mention it, but it's all over UFO Twitter. And so I might as well. And George Knapp, do you know him? He's, no. the, uh, <clears throat> he's the guy that broke the Bob Lazar story, stories in the 80s. He's still an active journalist and very famous in the UFO community. Uh, he's in Las Vegas. He's with Jeremy. Cor he works with Jeremy Corbell a lot, who's also very well known. But um, it's being reported from Las Vegas that a family called 911 because an alien spacecraft crashed in their backyard. Oh, I have heard this. Yeah, yeah. I, I did listen to this today. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I saw this when it was, this was breaking, you know, during, anyways, it's, it, the story is not going away. The, the people are afraid. They claim that they were, uh, that when they looked at the aliens, these nine to 10 foot tall aliens in their backyard, it affected their minds. So they they were like frozen. They couldn't move. I think it it may have interfered with them trying to get cell phone cameras footage of them, or they have they're, they're right now probably just like putting out to bid any videos they do have. Uh, there's police body cam footage that doesn't show anything, but all the people talking about the event are very freaked out by it in a way that you would be if something actually had happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and so this thing is happening. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a hoax some, cause the, one of the kids who was there is very into aliens. So some are saying it might be a hoax, but um, the other thread is it's just bizarre to me when they're trying so hard to make us believe that UFOs crash and they recover them, that they, we would have a crash literally happen to sort of demonstrate, look, we don't know how to fly our ships. Oh, we're <laughs> crashing everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Oh, we crashed in Italy. <laughs> oh, we crashed here. Crashes just happened. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> I mean, you do hear that they've crashed throughout history, but, you know, it, it does seem odd that suddenly it's everywhere and, uh, um I, I i think they're real i think they've been here a long time and but you know listening to this news about them landing in in the backyard and and i did hear that that broadcast this morning um and this this i think is going to be harder and harder as we move forward is telling the difference between what's real and what's not real yeah. And what to believe in, you know, with the deep fake and the AI. And I mean, it's it's insurmountable, basically. And trying to keep up with it is is impossible. I mean, we're going to be exhausted. Um, you'd be buried in research if you really had to, to research everything down to the core. Uh, so everything that we look at now, everything we hear has to be taken with a maybe. Um, and, and we also have to watch how we feel about it in our bodies and maybe it's being manipulated to, to, uh, to manipulate something in our body so that we resonate in a certain way. And, and it could be a kind of a, um, tug of war, you know, who's going to get the humans? Are we going to get them down on this vibration or can, you know, can they let go? Can they that, let go and, and create their own reality? That is exactly it, it really seems to be playing out exactly like that. It's and when and you mentioned when you mentioned early in the discussion about fear, just thinking about how if fear is dominating you, your brain doesn't work as well. So you can't sort the information as well. So it, it makes you really uh, ripe for them to who, for whoever has agendas about how they want you to understand what's going on. The more afraid you are, the more vulnerable you are to being really pushed down a specific narrative thought path and maybe that's that is what we're gearing up for there's going to be a few different narratives being pushed and that's why i keep watching fox news and see what they're saying about it and right. see, uh, what news nation because i can you can sort of feel there's an agenda there but 
it's like it's really i want to understand tell me your alien agenda fox news i want to know what <laughs> i want to feel are you rep are you into the reptilians are you trying to what are you trying to do fox news? it's an adventure isn't it trying to figure out what's real <laughs> it, yeah. in a way it's a it's a reflection of who we are you know um all those little rabbit holes that we go down those are all reflections of of us and it's all available at this point and and that's what's making this such a crazy adventure um my my concern though is that people are being drawn into fear and and anger and anger and those those are two very uh dense vibrations and they can actually augment the uh the problem and there's a huge wave of you know we can call star seeds or what have you um the huge wave of light that's counteracting it um i was just listening to a thing about the euphrates river drying up and these you know these portals into underworlds are going to open up and this is in revelations and all this and and yeah it's all very scary it's oh my god you know um but that's what we're here for and my mother always said that but god bless her soul she always said we were made for this we came in for this this is why we're here hmm. we are on a big ride right now and it's the biggest roller coaster ride we could ever imagine uh we can go into terror or we can go into bliss i mean really if we want to uh, me personally, I'm trying to stay in the in the middle. I'm trying to stay in the heart because um, it's relaxed, it's open, it's embracing, but it's not uh, it's not exactly dissolution of the ego, which is the ultimate enlightenment. Um, so I'm staying in the heart. <laughs> uh, wow. So we have to. I think we're at a place in history where we have to make that decision: which way are we going to go, up or down, or you know, balanced. So we'll see. We were made for this. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Hmm. I, you really, you got me curious when you said, uh, it makes me want to inquire about what you were, your personal spiritual journey, what you just said about staying in the heart versus, it sounded like you were differentiating what your choice of path from what is the traditional Buddhist enlightened, uh, like, I'm kind of curious what you mean by that. Well, that that is true. You could say that, but it's not really. It's like I I did have an awakening back in the 70s. Um and and that means going all the way. And and you go into that nothingness and it's it's blissful and it's wonderful and it's it's and it's um you know, there's no up, there's no down, left, right, black, white, anything, anything. This is nothing except bliss. And and then you come back, and that's called a bodhisattva. I'm not saying I'm a bodhisattva. I'm just feeling that that's maybe what happened. I don't know. Um, and, and I chose that to come back and, and live in the heart as much as possible. Um, and I think people can do that even without getting enlightened. Uh, but it is a choice. I think we have a choice of going all the way or just staying in the heart. Um, because right now there's a great pull to, to, I think there's, like I said, a competition for the energy of humanity going down or up or in the middle. Yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me of uh, uh, the movie, The Razor's Edge, and the book, The Razor's Edge. Uh, one of my favorites, with, but the movie with uh, Bill Murray, <clears throat> where he achieves, uh, or he goes to, to, I guess, Tibet and... Uh, he comes enlightened, but and the the teacher says to him because he wants to go back to the world, uh, and the teacher says, you know, the, the path to salvation is difficult to watch, like the razor's edge, mm. uh, difficult to follow, like the razor's edge, and and but you know, but Bill Murray's he sort of does exact. It's sort of similar to the story you're describing. He wants to bring that peace and enlightenment and integrate back into the world and like a pebble in a pond you know and um anyways it just sort of made me think of that yeah it's beautiful i mean there's 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 anything anything is done it's all done uh, this whole concept of time is 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 a is part of, of just being in the third dimension brain stuff um so you can say it's all done and that means with all the parallel realities and everything else, every thought, 
I've ever had has, you know, gone off and created a different parallel reality somewhere. There's no, there's no minimum. There's no um, too much. It's all here and <laughs> it's unfathomable. It's, um, it's really only a matter of where we want to put our attention and our intention. Um, Cause it's all here. Where do you want to put your flashlight? What do you want to look at? That's great. And if you're only if your only concern is death, then you got to look at that. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Is anything worth it? Um, I, I mean, I think we're just here to play. We don't have to be looking at the you know other side of the coin if we don't want to. We can, but we don't want. We don't have to. Yeah. Well, it goes back to uh, I, you know instead of acting out of fear or avoiding pain or just seeking super pleasure. Just, uh, you know, what is fun and exciting and uh, makes you learn? What is like, uh, you know, what is, what creates, you know, it's like the, these are the sort of the energies. And, and also as a, as a, I went into philosophy because I cared about the truth, you know, and I care about, I like history because I care about the truth. And we're in a moment where truth and just embracing and seeing what is the actual truth about aliens what is the truth about this technology what's the truth about our government i think it's just that for me i think it's just a process to really uh you know savor because this is going to transform all of us and enjoy it and celebrate the joy of being alive in an amazing time and discovering together and healing i suppose yeah and trying to get to the truth and who we are and and one of the interesting things i've been listening to lately is a book about the microbiome and uh if if you think that you know i'm real or you're real it's only a tiny percentage of what we're actually carrying around in this body what we're carrying around this body is only like 10 percent human chromosome everything else is this massive complex of of uh, symbiotic relationships um, between different kinds of bacteria and, and protozoa and you know virus and and you know fungi I mean it's all here we we are a walking forest um, of of everything now so everything we put into our mouth and they're finding that through the vagus nerve 80 percent of the information shared between the gut and the brain is going from the gut to the brain not the other way around and so that's where all our cravings are coming from if we're if we have the wrong kind of colonies occupying our gut and you could say well that's a war from the food industry whatever it is it's in our gut and and so maybe we're being manipulated they can actually create a mouse change its microbiome so that it's no no longer fearful of cats um and the studies are just really mind-blowing so when you when you say we or me what are we talking about (laughs) right we're talking about this massive cooperation between these living cells whether they're human or not it's it's really fascinating yeah oh that is that is also blowing my mind thinking that through <laughs> hmm. yeah the question what am i it's a good one <laughs> so this is a i don't know if you'll get this reference but uh, uh it just it, the thought of our guts sort of like pushing us around with the cravings it made me think about all the advertising for like you know certain you know different restaurants and trying to like you know tap into the gut to brain cycle of a human like make their gut crave chicken tenders and then their gut will tell their brain to go get chicken tenders and then in a way everything around us is perhaps trying to manipulate each other's from the gut upwards and it's it's you could almost just replace cravings for food and whatever uh the universe whatever there is in the universe that we crave with one thing and there's a a star trek deep space nine uh show that had a a species that literally had they had a um this this uh very sort of royal class was one species and then they had the soldier class worker class and the soldier class had this thing called the white which was basically a drug that they kept all their soldiers addicted to 
so that if they ever, if the soldiers ever disobey, they just stop their feed of the thing they're addicted to. And that was it. They just had perfect. They, yeah. Perfect yeah haven't there's, there's a, there's a few movies out there like that. And I, and I think that's a Star Trek. Gosh, I, it's definitely, um, <laughs> definitely a, a premonition there of what yeah. was going to happen. Um, Yes, I agree that, you know, if, if we're being pulled around and this, this definitely is Buddhism, that the whole cause of suffering is grasping. Um, and, and all these industries, they're aware of that, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're aware of how to get us motivated and, and addicted. So yeah, of course, we're being pulled in every direction, even some, even from inside our gut. I mean, yeah. primarily inside our gut in some cases. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're being pulled. We're being pulled in every direction. We're pulled, being pulled into fear. We're being pulled into cravings and addictions. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just like found in my life, it's basically everything is an addiction temptation. I mean, if it's not drugs, it could be TV. If it's not TV, it could be video games. It could be, if it's not anything like that, it could be food. It's just basically habits are basically just addictions. You know, it's just any habit you have could mm -hmm. just be a comfortable addiction of a path to repeat. And, and, I, so, and I would say there's probably nothing wrong with that if it's not causing suffering um, to you or anyone else. I would say enjoy it, that we're here for the experience. Yeah. If it's not causing suffering in other people's lives or in your own life, if it's causing you confusion and guilt or whatever, don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I agree. If it's if it's we're here for the experience, just do it. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, I think we could wrap up there. I did want to mention one thing about that Star Trek uh, <laughs> that storyline. I think they almost touched upon. I think it was the Jem Hadar was the name of these uh, soldiers that were addicted to the white. But there was one or two episodes. I think they almost started to address their addiction and their relationship to it. They might have. I'm, I got to look back and see, did they ever have one of them like unplug the white and then become an enlightened Gem Hadar? It would have been a great storyline for oh, them. to that, that would have been a good story to write or <laughs> yeah. experience or whatever. Yeah. Fan fiction. Oh, maybe we could. I'll, I'll have to write, write a fan fiction for yeah. us. On that. That's it. <laughs> That's our ticket out of here. Let's let's get unaddicted. <laughs> okay. Matt and Dora, we're writing a Gem Hadar Deep Space Nine fan fiction uh, alternate universe. We will share it with... Uh, everyone it'll be fun we it's great <laughs> well thank you <laughs> thanks again for uh you know allowing our conversation to be recorded and shared with the universe okay matt enjoyed it thanks so All much right. thanks. until next time
stay with the private sector Turn into the afternoon Feel the truth that is slipping away Don't believe it's coming back soon The secret's not in Congress Or elected ones we trust In private hands it dwells Do you know what it does?